0: Budweiser presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today, we salute you, Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Designer. Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Designer. While lesser designers would shy away from putting 300-pound men in spandex, you embrace it. Yes, you do. Pushing fashion to its limits, literally, you pair tights with a cape, a leotard with a mask, leather boots with a thong. All understated ways of saying, I'm going to rip your head off and look fabulous doing it. So this Bud's for you, Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Guy. Because without you, a man crushing another man's head in his arms would just look silly. Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Designer. From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one man gang. You're listening to a book. You watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, My breakfast. Hi, everybody. This is It's Time to Fight podcast. My name is Matthew Terry. I am your host of the It's Time to Fight post. Th- 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 okay, let's try this again. <clears throat> Apparently, that breakfast is affecting me a little more than I thought. Hi, folks. This is It's Time to Fight podcast. My name is Matthew Terry. I am the host of It's Time to Fight podcast. Strange how that works. Thank you so much for clicking on that play button. I appreciate it every single gosh darn time that you press that play button. We have Kobe Durst on the show today. Uh, I just want to get to quickly. I, I ended last week's podcast by saying that I had a interesting interview, uh, to say the least, this week. Uh, Kobe Durst is a very interesting and very... Um, very good guest to have, great guy to talk to. But that's not the interview I was uh, alluding to. Unfortunately, the interview is not going to, uh, to come to be. Uh, we did the interview. Um, the, the, long story short, my subjects have right to refusal, which basically means that they have you know a reasonable amount of time. Uh, usually, I give it to like up a week. Um, to say, yeah, you know, can you edit this out? Do you mind if uh, this doesn't go out? You know, things like that. Uh, Unfortunately, um, the subject that I alluded to didn't want the interview period to go out. Uh, Just doing the interview was kind of the problem. And uh, I have no ill will towards him. And as I jokingly said, you know, when the time is right, I still have this audio. Regardless, uh, Kobe has stepped up. Always great to talk to Kobe. Uh, Before we get to Kobe, March 9th, 2019 at the Dunstan Legion 9 Tollgate Road in Brantford, Ontario at 6.15. It's Time to Fight is doing a live podcast slash Q&A with former knockout champion Angelina Love. Now, um, it is a free show. You're able just to walk in, get to interact, ask questions. However, we do need to know... How many people we're gonna to have to deal with and you'll know why as time goes uh, but you need to email time to fightpod at gmail.com time to fight at gmail.com and just say hey I'm in I'm there I'm looking forward to it um, just we got to know and as I said uh, over time you'll you'll figure out why um, if you're not able to attend as I said last week you can send us questions. Time to fight pod at g- gmail.com. Time to fight pod at gmail.com. Give me some questions. I will bring them along. If there's a lull in the conversation, I will sure as heck use them. Also, the live podcast slash QA with Angelina Love will be streamed live on the Time to Fight Facebook page. So on uh, March 9th at 6.15, we're going to go live on Time to Fight podcast. Uh, Facebook page, and we, uh, there will be a chat feature there, and you can uh, send in questions. Now, some people have asked me to tell you uh, if you're doing that, if you're doing the feature uh, where you're going to be there with the with the live stream, and you're typing your questions. Let's keep it clean, guys and girls. Um, I I get it. Angelina Love is an exceedingly beautiful woman, a very attractive woman, um, but. Let's be respectful. Let's be clean. Let's 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 keep it. Uh, let's all be nice, boys and girls, if you don't mind. So let's get on to Kobe Durst. Uh, him and I. Uh, Kobe Kobe has really exploded over the last you know couple of years, and uh, he's really doing a lot of great things. So we talk about uh, what he's up to and uh, what his plans for the future are. So let's talk to Kobe Durst.
1: Kobe Durst, Diamond Tiger. He gonna find you and
0: take you out, yeah. You don't want none, then bodies keep piling up. You don't want, you don't want none, and he ain't showing no love. You don't want... Actually, how long have you been with uh C4? C4? Um, I think I've been wrestling with C4 for two, two and a
1: half years now.
0: Really? Has it been that long?
1: Yeah, it has been, and honestly, um... I did uh back when I was like Marty Michaels I did do like dark matches for them probably like 4 years ago. Oh okay. Um but yeah they um they didn't want to book me for a long time because um but they said I was I was too like girly for them. They they didn't like um they, they didn't like my look and I think that when I was wrestling for Alpha one um they kind of saw that I the the kind of darker more gritty side of Kobe and they gave me a chance.
0: I, I think a lot of people did that. Um, I, I remember when you first started, a lot of people, uh, for lack of a better term, didn't take you seriously. They yes, um, and it, that was even after the Marty Michaels thing. Like the Marty Michaels thing, everyone's just like, "Oh, okay, he's like a mixture of Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels." Ha ha ha. And that even was silly. even when you scrapped that, everyone's just like, you know, he's this smaller guy, um, you know, the long hair. Um, I think I told you one time, I was standing in front of the uh, the Alpha One show, and you drove by and waved, and Steve Brown, like, waved back at you, and I said, who's she? And he looked at me and said, that's Kobe Durst. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, fuck, all I saw was, like, the long blonde hair. <laughs> it's all good. I, I get that even now. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, I remember a lot of people just like, oh, it's a smaller guy. He's kind of girly looking. And I... Like sitting ringside is one of the most amazing things. Like when I do my ring announcing is because yes. I'm I'm part of the show, which is awesome, but I'm part of the crowd, which is also awesome. And you know, I, I'm I'm sitting with the crowd essentially and I can hear what everybody's saying and I can get the vibe and no blowing smoke, like just the the transition from ah, you know, it's this girly looking guy to now everybody takes you seriously and everybody sees as you said the gritty side of kobe durst and it it uh yeah i I can definitely see the the transition yeah
1: i would say um because when i when i first started wrestling um yeah i was 17 18 and and i was uh just trying to come into myself i didn't even necessarily know who i was um and then i'm trying to perform as somebody else um and then yeah kind of growing up in front of the fans and and um like i for lack of a better term, like becoming a man in front of the audience um and people can be brutal you know they they like they really lay into you they'll, they'll tell you exactly what they think and yeah at the beginning it was it was really tough on me so um just kind of taking every every comment um trying not to take it to heart, but, but, um, kind of letting it fuel me and, and just trying to become the best that I can be. And yeah, it, it's been really cool. Um, like to become alpha male three times and, and things like that. And then to like, um, to, to have crazy matches at C4 wrestling and, and then have maybe the underground champion and then the C4 champion as well. And then, and, and now be like, kind of one of the main guys to contend for the c4 title it's,
0: it's been kind of incredible for sure and not not to mention all the names that uh, you get the opportunity to uh to get in the ring with
1: yeah well that's one thing about um alpha one especially is if if they think that i need help with my chain wrestling they give me that match with tyson dukes if they think that uh you know i i I got to get better with my strikes. They put me in the ring with Eddie Kingston. Um, like they, they really challenge me and, and want me to push myself and become the best that I can be.
0: Um. So, what exactly does Scott Steiner do for you? <laughs> <laughs> I think that the, I think somebody's telling me to hit the gym. <laughs> Um, For those people that might not be listening or might be listening and wondering, what does Scott Steiner have to do with it? Uh, This is the first plug, I guess, of the show where March 10th, you will be facing Chris Dickinson, uh, Josh Briggs, and Scott Steiner. Um, Yes. Now, you've been in the ring with Briggs and Dickinson.
1: Yeah, I've been in the ring with both of them. Um, Josh Briggs and I have wrestled at uh, Alpha One and at Black Label Pro. Um, uh, and I, I would really like both of our matches. Um, and you can check them both out on independentwrestling.tv. Second. Point. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Chris Dickinson and I wrestled at, uh, yeah, at alpha one and, uh, recently at C4 wrestling too.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, now, Chris Dickinson, he's a, he seems like a legit hard hitter.
1: Yeah. He's a legit badass. that guy.
0: Is he? Yeah, I, I haven't really had an opportunity to actually like converse with him. That's the downfall. Like when I ring announce, I don't get a chance to really converse because I'm running around trying to do my thing. Um, from what yeah, I hear, he's a nice enough he's... guy, but you don't want to you don't want to get on his bad side.
1: No, he's he's huge, but yeah, absolutely. He's just a chill dude. He's of like a like a fisherman vibe to him.
0: A fisherman um, vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he loves to fish. Oh, does he? <laughs> Yeah, oh, see, oh, okay. I'm. I'm thinking, he's always fishing. Uh, okay, I'm. I see what you mean. Like sitting on the on the riverbank fishing. I'm sitting. Yeah, here. absolutely. That's that's kind of where you where you'd find
1: him. i imagine he's probably like smashing rocks or like lifting logs.
0: <laughs> see, my first thought when you said he's got a fisherman vibe, I'm thinking just like these these industrial fishermen on these big boats and hauling in these nets and everything. And so. yeah, sure,
1: he's tying
0: knots and, and yeah, exactly. lifting chains. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so when when something like this comes up when a, a match with uh uh like I don't want to single out Scott Steiner but when sure. something like that comes up you know what's are are you at that point where it's the, the butterflies aren't fluttering as much or are you are you, are the butterflies still trying to get out
1: What well, what I found is that when I face um an opponent that i that i um consider to be of like a a big name value or somebody who i consider to be much much better than i am um and i let the butterflies take over um i really that's when i i mess up or i not necessarily mess up but um you know sometimes the matches just aren't what i want them to be so i really um make an effort to just go into it um with the attitude of he's just a guy, he's been wrestling for a long time. Eventually, I'll be a guy who's been wrestling for a long time. Like, it's not, uh, so, so yeah, I, I try not to let the butterflies
0: really, uh, take over or interfere. Okay. But they are there just a little bit. You can't really
1: help Yeah, them. they, they can be, but, um, uh, I, I think if you ever see me in the back, like, I'm, I'm usually pretty calm and relaxed. So,
0: yeah, you uh, and, you, and I you... haven't
1: always, I haven't always been like that. Like there was a time where I'd, I'd be pacing, like kind of like smacking my face, like trying to get amped up. Um, but I, lately I've just been really trying to take a more calm, kind of relaxed pro- approach to wrestling. And it's really been helping.
0: Now, is is that a result of time or is that, did somebody come up to you and say, dude, chill out?
1: As a result of time. And, and yeah, so, uh, I mean, when we were talking about Marty Michaels, people would come up to me and say, hey, dude, like, that intense. What are you doing? Like you're, you're out there like pretty much dancing. And then I, I really took that to heart and I, and I started hitting hard and I started, um, you know, really hitting the gym and getting, uh, you know, really crazy in the ring. And then people said, Hey, like good work. Now, now chill out a little bit.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Kind of turn up so, the volume so, and now like, okay, turn it down just a little bit. Yeah, that's right. just, <laughs> Hey, like, we. Like, you did what we said
1: now just relax a little bit and yeah. so now I, I think i've really found a groove
0: all right i'm back sorry about that no worries okay my my son we got we got my son his big boy bed so it just got delivered <laughs> all right so um I'll, I'll start off with this i'll start again with this question just because we got interrupted um and i'll just edit it later so you mentioned uh, black label pro and I asked uh, how how things were going with them.
1: Yeah, really good. Um, I just lost the Indiana State Championship to uh, JP Warhorse. Um, so, so I guess not that great. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, really good. Um, and then uh, next month, uh, Ethan Page and I are uh, challenging to be the first ever uh, Black Label Pro Tag Team Champion. So
0: that'll be interesting. Are They're having a tournament or... Yeah, a big tag team tournament. Uh, Womp there it is. Whoop there it is? Yeah. I love it already. <laughs> yeah. Actually, in that vein, last night, um, I, I work at uh, at the YMCA, and I was walking into work, and someone was driving out, and they had their windows closed. And as they were driving out, like, I could hear the song. Like, they had the song jacked up, and but I couldn't identify the song. And as they were driving past me, I realized it was I Did It For The Nookie. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> it's by Limp biscuit. It's I, I did it all for the nookie. For the yeah, nookie. For the nookie. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I've i heard a lot of the Fred Durst stuff. Yeah, and I'm just like, wow, I haven't heard that song in so long. <laughs> and then you... <laughs> whoop, there it is. Um. So, uh, you and Paige, uh, do you, you guys don't team other places do you or do you
1: no we've never teamed before um so that'll be interesting um
0: and and what what do you like is i i know that you and uh you and page um i know you and page are close um so what what do you anticipate with teaming with him
1: uh, well, I think that we'll be the tag team champions, and then um,
0: <laughs> Well, uh, I, I, WrestleMania... mean, I mean as no, a team. Then...
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so we'll, we'll be tag team champions, we'll just be a really good tag team. And then um, WrestleMania weekend, we're, we're facing off uh, for the Black Label Pro uh, Heavyweight Championship. So that'll be interesting when the tag team champions fight for that, or, you know, assuming that we win.
0: Okay, but are you looking forward to teaming with Paige?
1: Oh, absolutely! Uh, he's he's my boss. I uh, <laughs> any chance I get to work with him, I'm very excited.
0: Wonderful. Um, now, other than speaking of tag teams, um, you've you've stayed uh, a singles for most of the time, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I haven't really explored a whole lot of tagging. Um, next weekend, I'm uh, teaming with Aiden Prince at Destiny Wrestling um for their um i per view um and then yeah like i said i'm gonna be teaming with uh ethan page um i've been uh Cheney decker and i've been flirting with the idea of tagging um so there's there's a lot of different people that i'm that, um mark wheeler and i are in a tag team tournament um coming up for uh proving ground pro in illinois uh or indiana um so it's uh pretty exciting to, to, to have so many different people that I could potentially be working with
0: now being being uh, more of a signals than anything was that by design or just the opportunities yeah. never arised? or did you want to like what what was what was the plan behind that for me um I th-
1: I could never find anybody who I who I felt really wanted it the same way that I did, you know, um, like I was, I was prepared to travel every single weekend to a different show and I just didn't feel like anybody else was, was quite prepared enough to do that. Um, I, I had always kind of envisioned myself as a singles wrestler. Um, and honestly, I, I really like, like I'm, I'm kind of weird in the sense like I'm a bit of a loner. Like I like traveling by myself. I like drive, uh driving on my own to a show. Um, so it, it's like I love hanging out with my friends. I love being on the road with uh, the boys. Um, but at the same time, I I really enjoy my like peace and quiet when I'm when I'm traveling. Um.
0: But. And is is there a sense smart. that when you're when you're predominantly a singles wrestler? you just have to worry about yourself and to make sure you're in the right lane and or the lane you want to be in um that's right
1: if you're going to make somebody your tag team partner you want you don't want to be worried about um about where they're going to be you got to you got to know that they're and trust that they're going to be where they're supposed to be
0: at, at all times that they they're committed to this too cuz like let's say like as you said traveling you want to be confident that when you drive to ottawa that they're going to drive to ottawa too that they're not the type that just like ah you know it a, kind of had a, a long day at work and you know but yeah we're
1: absolutely there's there's no um oh sorry man I, I i gotta work that day like no what we're we're booked in ottawa we're going to ottawa
0: yeah so and yeah I, and i guess just like you know, it, like I, I was talking to uh, to Matthew Grant at one point, and we were talking about him and his brother. Now, obviously, being brothers, that kind of comes a little more naturally, and, you know, there's that degree sure. of trust and everything. But he was talking about how another aspect of teaming was that there's kind of a void in the tag market. And... Yeah. But he also, he also said, so, like, you know, just a lot of people might not have that that meld or that that connection and part of that is that trust or that you know that loyalty that you know that uh that you know i trust that this he trusts his brother obviously my brother is going to be there and he's going to have my back and and he's going to travel and you know i can trust that he's gonna he's in on this team uh just like you were saying like it's it's hard to find that person
1: yeah exactly so what i'm um but pretty excited about is is because uh, I have seen the single success that I have. Um, naturally, there's a lot of people who who I, I think would be interested in teaming with me. So, like like I said, I'm I'm very excited to team with Maiden Prince this, uh, next weekend at um, uh, the Black Craft Destiny Wrestling kind of crossover show. Um, so that's going to be very fun um, because I, I'm a very big fan of his. Um. Uh, you know, teaming with with Ethan Page, like uh, of of course everybody knows that that we're the Canadian guys and and we're traveling and and everyone knows that that he's helping me out. Um, do, do I think that we're gonna be um become like a, a big tag team? No. Um, uh, he's he's got bigger fish to fry, quite frankly. Um, and, and I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I I do think that if if I have the right partner, um, that there's there's no reason why I can't be a a very um, successful singles wrestler and a great tag team wrestler.
0: Well, now, when you when you talk about you travel on your own and I'm I'm the same way I I like to travel by myself and. I guess, and, and and like I said, it's not all the time. Like like
1: like you, you'll see, like there's a lot of pictures of me in in a very full car with friends having a great time. Um, but I I just I am a little bit of a loner sometimes. That's all.
0: Well, so am I, and and I like to travel alone because, as silly as it might sound, I practice ring announcing. Like maybe not sure. out loud, but I'll think about. Like, I'll use Josh Alexander. Actually, no. I'll use you. in this, as in, you're here, why don't I use you? Um, <laughs> and the way that I go, like Kobe Durst, and then like I go Durst. The quick, like I'll practice. Well, okay. What should I? What should I enunciate? What should I focus on? Um, I. You might notice I like to to take at least one uh, one part of someone's name and like elongate it, and. You know, I, I practice that. So I'm guessing that when you're traveling alone, sometimes, sometimes, in your head, you're thinking, like, you're, you're walking through possibilities of your matches, like how to do things. Yeah. And, and oh, this might be yeah. a good idea, or I could picture us doing this, or he's a bigger guy, so maybe I can get up on his shoulders, and if he can support me, blah, blah, blah. Um, do, you, do you ever think about like tag teams is that anything that's predominant in your mind like you know if i had a partner or is it just hard because you don't have a partner in mind
1: no like i said like i have a couple people who who i would be interested in tagging with um like like the like i have a lot of friends at, at alpha one that um well frankly if, if somebody was is getting me bookings as a tag team um if, if i'm open those days i'm I'm there for it, so so really, like um, I, I guess part of it would be like an initiative thing, or just it, frankly, people showing interest in, in me teaming with somebody.
0: Um, so it's not an aversion thing. It's not.
1: It's it's not something that I'm like I'm going out of my way like oh I gotta find my partner. Um, but it, it's it's something I I do know that um, there isn't as many tag teams as there are singles competitors obviously um but but um if, if, if i'm going out there and, and gonna say like you know this person and i are a tag team and we're taking bookings yeah i, I really need to know that, that they're serious and, and they're i um, gonna take it as seriously as i am
0: so moving forward uh you have alpha one you have c4 you have black label um yeah who? Who else? Freelance wrestling. Freelance. Where are they out of? Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Um, who else you got? Yeah, I have.
1: Freelance wrestling. Glory Pro Wrestling. They're out of. Um, uh. St. Louis. Like right by, right by, right by St. Louis, but I think they're technically in Indiana.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, because and and honestly, I think the thing is, I think that St. Louis requires licensing, and I think Indiana does not. Okay. that's 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 what I'm given understand <laughs> but yeah so pretty much St Louis <laughs> now um, ha- and then like tonight I'm wrestling for super kicked um and that that's exciting that'll be my second show uh that I've done for them uh tomorrow I'm wrestling for crossbody pro wrestling Sunday I'm wrestling for courage pro wrestling um and and um I have a lot of dates coming up for PWA Canada
0: okay yeah um and is is it is it all a learning experience or all of it all of, all of it's a
1: it. learning experience
0: just um just getting the opportunity
1: to stand in front of a crowd and just interact with them and because every crowd's different like tonight when i wrestle for super kicked it's standing room only um they, they have like three or four like bars that people are going to be buying drinks from all night. It's an adult only crowd. Um sometimes they play music during the matches. Um like those people are there to party and have a good time and just rock out. And then tomorrow when I'm wrestling for crossbody, people are bringing their families. Um you know, you're not telling – uh I I don't think they sell drinks. They maybe they, they might sell beers to like, the dads or something like that. But you know, it's, it's a Kitchener kind of family crowd. Um, a more intimate venue, people are going to be sitting. <laughs> uh, so just interacting with with um, the different people and and being able to bring um, the Kobe Durst brand in different ways uh, and, and practice different types of matches. Because because some some places it's not the it's not the time to try something new. Some places it, it's the perfect time to to be spontaneous and creative with with um, your wrestling.
0: Now is it kind of like? Um, um, okay, I can cut this part out if you want, because um, you were talking about earlier about doing open mics. Can we talk about open mics? Yeah,
1: of course. I we can talk about um, my my open mics.
0: Okay, so in in the world of comedy, because um, yep. you were talking about there's there's situations to try something out, and there's situations that you know it's not the time to try something out, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's something that is predominant in comedy is you know especially for people who you know might do tv or might do tours or might do you know arena shows um they might go to like the smaller um smaller venue and i'm not trying to say any promotion that you work for is smaller than any other but there there is that feeling like you know well, I'm going to go over here and i'm going to try this new stuff um Because,
1: uh, frankly, some crowds are bigger than
0: others. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's that. Like, um, I'm trying to think. I don't. You weren't on my Fort Erie show, were you?
1: Um, I know I wrestled for some of your stuff, but no, I I don't think so.
0: No, I don't think you were on the Fort Erie show. I think we had 15 people. That is a hey, let's try something new.
1: (laughs) That's that's exactly that's the type of crowd that you can you try something new. Um, Nothing dangerous because you
0: don't want (laughs) to. you don't want to do anything like that in front of 15 people you don't want
1: to hurt yourself but maybe you've you've had like uh maybe you wanted to run a a fancy spot that that you're worried that's going to end up on botchamania right (laughs) and honestly if like you're you if if you're trying your hardest to entertain those 15 people like you don't want to go out there and just screw around because what if it's their what if it's their first ever wrestling show yeah Right. Eventually, there's a, a, like eventually there might be wrestling there again, and those fifteen people aren't going to come back if you're just wasting their time. Yeah. But.
0: Um, but it is a good if, environment if, to try something.
1: It's a good environment to try something, and honestly, it's a, it's an, it's going to be a more intimate setting.
0: Um, so
1: you're going to be able to interact. Honestly, you can interact with each person individually, and make a connection with them, or try to. If like if if you have like enough time, like me, if you have six minutes, I don't know. Yeah get out there, play around and get out. <laughs> um, so, but so, yeah, one, go ahead. Uh, but about like the stand-up, one yes. thing that I really like is because you're just, um, wrestling can be intimidating because you're performing. Um, but, but you're in there with, you know, with, with your partner, at least like, like maybe you're not friends, but, but you, you've planned something. You guys have a, have a show that you're about to put on with comedy. It's very cool in the sense that you're just out there by yourself. Um, and like silence so you really have to try to like entertain people and and, and, and take that moment and actually create something from literally nothing so that's uh, a really um, exciting way to, to kind of learn just about performing
0: for sure like you definitely have to learn to make connections um, yeah and and read a crowd like Correct me if I'm wrong, because I've now I I've always wanted to do comedy. I just don't have the balls to do it. Um, sure, but you will. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm I'm going to like you have to be able to read a crowd. Like if I go out and I make a dirty joke, if they don't laugh, like okay, maybe we'll stay away from the dirty jokes. Um, whereas like in, in wrestling, maybe. You know, someone like you who might do a dive off of the top rope or something, if it doesn't get a reaction, it's just like, okay, well, maybe we don't have, maybe we just cut out the, the dive stuff because it's just not That's that right. type of crowd. So it, it, is, it yeah. is it is definitely like a learning experience to read a crowd at, because you are more, because if you're in a wrestling ring, you know, you have to focus on doing what you're doing, doing it with your opponent and, you know, there's safety factors and stuff like that. You might not always be able to look at that person in the front row and like, okay, what did you think of that? Like, how, what was your reaction? Whereas with comedy, you can like look at them straight in the face and you can see, you know, how are you reacting to what I'm doing? So it's definitely a learning experience.
1: Yeah. One thing that wrestling and comedy have in common that I absolutely love is it's the the, the audience is the judge. Like we listen to the, like in comedy, they're laughing in, in wrestling, they're chanting, holy shit. And this is awesome. Um, Like it's, it's not really up to you and me to decide who's going to, who's going to make it in wrestling. Um, if, if if you put somebody out in front of the audience and they like that person, you're, you're not going to not use them. Like maybe, maybe a person's attitude might suck. So, so, um, maybe they won't get as far, but, um, I mean, if you, if you can just kind of remain humble and, and be a normal person um, and, and just listen to, to what the audience is saying, that's that's really all you have to do is you just have to win them over.
0: And as you were saying, like different crowds, like you were saying, super kicked is going to be different than crossbody and stuff like that. So you have to learn that as well. Yeah, and
1: just under, understand that and, and
0: kind of like, you know, know, know
1: your place, know what you're doing.
0: So what... Now, did you get into the open mics for that, or is this something you've just always wanted to do?
1: I just, I really, like I said, i, I, I a big fan of Andy Kaufman, and I'm a big fan of comedians in general. Um, like, I, I know a lot of wrestlers um, that, you, that you'll talk to, they'll talk about being into comic books, or superheroes, or um, uh, maybe like action movies or things like that. Like, I like wrestling, and I like stand-up comedy. Those are the
0: those are the things that I'm really into and that's that's kind that's me pretty much too that that's that's yeah, too and, big in, that's frankly, two big ones to me
1: <laughs> yeah they're they're huge to me um jokes jokes are very important to me laughter is very important to me um j- just like wrestling' is very important to me and honestly uh I can't do stand-up when I'm an old man or no that's wrong I can't do wrestling when I'm an old man necessarily uh but I could do stand-up
0: I was—I was, I was going to so, say when you said I can't do comedy when I'm an old man, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> that's wrong. That's wrong. No,
1: yeah, no. So, so that's why i, I really like I—I giving absolutely everything I can into wrestling. Um, like, but when I look back, I, I don't think I'll really be able to say, well, I didn't—I didn't really give it my all. I'm—I'm I'm giving it my all. I'm really doing everything I can to—to to make it as a pro wrestler. Um, and so, so if I don't, that's good enough for me.
0: See, um, see the the driving time. the driving force between if I was to do it to do comedy is because mm-hmm. I keep thinking I don't want my son. I I want because before I met uh, my wife, I uh-huh. would do everything and anything. Like, oh, I want to do this, and there was no should I do this, and I just did it. I just did it. And then, and this is not a knock on my wife. When I got together with her, I kind of took a more cautious approach to life, and like, do I really want to do this? You know, do I need to do this? Things like that. You can't be the
1: same maniac you were.
0: Exactly, but now, um, with my son, I want him to be the type that, you know, don't be scared and don't no regrets. Like Mm -hmm. you might try, you might fail. But failure is a lot better than regret. It's a lot better than not knowing. Mm-hmm. So um, so that would be the only reason that I would now try. Because I, I put comedy on the back burner. Just like, ah, oh, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't need to do this. But it's always in the back sure. of my head. Like, oh, you know, I, I, I would make up a bit in my head. And i am like, oh, you know, I should really do that. Like, ah, eh, no. But now it's kind of like, if I ever say to Isaac... You know, I always wanted to try comedy. I don't want him to look at me and say, "Well, why didn't you?"
1: Because sure, I don't, I don't sure. want to look at
0: him and say, like, "Eh, you know, I didn't. I just didn't think I, I should, and stuff like that." Because that's not the type of shit that I want to be saying to my son.
1: Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, for me, like um, performing is just always like, I don't know what's missing in my head that I that I just need to be in front of an audience. But like, uh, like I would do like plays as a kid. I would do musicals. I would do dance, um, numbers and things like that. And then as a teenager, I started wrestling. So I, I've, I've just always been in front of an audience. I feel very, uh, honestly, I feel very comfortable in front of an audience. Um, so, uh, it, just the idea that, um, with wrestling, I think I, I always have a place where I'll always have a place where I can perform. Um, and, and the idea that, that, um, if someday i wanted to to pursue that uh, in in, in stand up i could
0: let me ask you kind of a strange question do you find yourself a little introverted one on one um like maybe no, like no when... i
1: think i think one on one i'm okay if i'm if i'm just talking with with one person but if if it's like a group of like 6 or 7 i
0: i might be a little bit mousy see i find myself that If I'm one-on-one and it's kind of odd now that I'm really getting behind the podcast that when it's one-on-one, I feel just, I don't know, I feel intimidated or I feel just introverted. Like, oh, I don't want to make a mistake and, you know, I don't want to make a fool out of myself. But when I'm in front of a crowd, I just don't care. Like I, I will go out and I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever, you know, comes to mind. And mm-hmm. I feel totally comfortable doing it, whether people like it or not, which is ultimately, I think, why I'm really getting behind the podcast is because people keep telling me, like, you know, okay, one person might not like it, but there might be, there there has to be people out there that like it because you can't be the only one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think that's why I finally decided, like, I'm really going to get behind the podcast. But I just find it weird that when I'm one-on-one with someone, I really do feel introverted. But when I'm in front of a crowd, I don't care. Like... I I don't really go off script that much when I'm ring announcing, and I think that's that's for quote unquote my gimmick is I'm the straight guy the whole thing. Um, but if something comes to mind, then I will kind of venture out there in front of a in front of a crowd. Mhm. Uh, mhm. So. No, I. Uh... <laughs> so, but but you you were saying like you know. You've always wanted to be in front of a crowd.
1: Yeah, I there's just something about performing that I that I I just like to I like to perform.
0: So, you were talking about musicals and plays. What are some of the musicals and the plays? Like just just like little school stuff or is it stuff we would have heard of?
1: Yeah, like it, it, um It was just school stuff. And, um, when I was a kid, um, I was part of this, it it was called the Tweed summer youth theater. Um, so what they would do is, is they would take like youth from like, ages like six to like 13 or 14. And, um, they would put on like, uh, like plays and musicals. Like one, one year they did like Charlotte's web. Another year they did, um, like a musical version of like Rapunzel or, um, they did winnie the pooh one year they did lady pirates of captain Bree, like all, all sorts of different things and it was very fun and then when i got um to be a, in high school um uh, i worked there um for a couple of years um uh, just like helping choreograph and help like cast the little kids and stuff and it was really fun
0: wonderful and do you, yeah. do you still do stuff like that or do you, do you have any uh, desire? Or are you kind of keeping your eyes open to do stage? You no, know,
1: I, I do want to do stuff like that. But with wrestling, it's it's so time-consuming. Because, um, like, if I was to do, um, like, uh, a theater production, um, the, the, there's probably, like, two or three rehearsals a week. Um, Good point, yes. that I would have to That I would have to make. Uh, and one of them's probably going to be on the weekends. Um, and then... Uh, you would have to commit to to their their performance dates, which I mean, honestly, like I'm I'm not saying I couldn't, like I I'm sure I could, and someday I hope I will, um, but it it just right now it's a, it's very I'm just really busy with the the shoot garbage job and wrestling.
0: Now, how do you equate? Do you equate wrestling to kind of being on stage?
1: Yeah, absolutely. To to me, it's 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 a performance and. Um, like like I, w- I would love to one day like be, be in like commercials or, or do some type of acting um, and I would imagine that uh, if, if someone's going into an audition with a maybe a little bit of a following like maybe they have like you know, like uh, like right now I, I don't even have two thousand followers on Twitter like I'm close. Um,
0: but if somebody goes into
1: an acting audition with like five ten thousand followers on Twitter, I would just uh, I know casting director. But I would think that maybe they would—they would see something, some some sort of value in casting somebody who's been performing as a wrestler and who does their own stunts and like we're we're one take people.
0: Um, yes, for sure.
1: Right, like that's there, there's value to that.
0: Yes, oh for sure, yeah.
1: Yeah, and through wrestling, like I'm keeping myself in pretty good shape. Um, I don't know I have pretty nice hair. Like I know there's a lot of good shape, nice hair guys out
0: there, but you you're a good looking guy, Kobe. Let's just say that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so now, kind of getting back to comedians, are you familiar with uh, K. Trevor Wilson? No, I don't think so. He is Squirrely Dan on Ketter- or Letter Kenny. Okay, got you. Okay, <laughs> and yeah. um, at some point, I will uh, I'll send you the link to his uh, comedy about uh, about wrestling. And now that I'm saying it on the podcast, I have to put the link now in the description, probably of this podcast. Sure. Uh, oh, is that
1: part of the? Uh, is that part of the,
0: like, like legalities of it? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna say that, and like people are gonna be like, you know, oh, what, what was that oh, guy's they're, name? They're and, gonna want to see it. So I'm just, I'm just trying to accommodate the customer and just like, oh, all I have to do is go to the description. Oh, there it is, the comedy show. So they might That's even right. remember it. it's but, not all about us. No, it's, you know, people People are lazy sometimes and they're just like, oh, I don't <laughs> want to go to YouTube and I don't want to type in this guy. Oh, wait, here's the link. <laughs> so, is, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll send you the link to uh, Kate Trevor Wilson um, talking about wrestling. And uh, I had the opportunity to interview him uh, two years ago mm-hmm. and huge, 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 huge wrestling fan. Apparently he did um, a little bit of training. Uh, he tried the training, but his his schedule kind of on the uh, th- this is what made me think of it was because it can it was kind of the opposite of what you're saying is like, well, I wrestle so much that I can't commit to auditions and rehearsals and things like that. Where him on the flip side was, you know, I I tour with my comedy and, you know, we have uh, we have Letterkenny and we have all these things I'm doing that I can't really commit to the wrestling side of it. Yeah, and exactly. So that, yeah. yeah. You but he can only do so much. Yeah, and he was talking about like he's a huge, huge, huge wrestling fan. Um I think he's from just outside of Toronto. And um I don't want to misspeak of of who he did a little training with. I'm thinking it was super kicked, but it might not have been.
1: Sure, maybe it was like squared circle or something like that.
0: Maybe yeah, maybe it was squared circle. But for some reason, Superkicked was ringing a bell, so maybe it was like someone within Superkicked that you know got him involved or something. Sure, um, sure, like Ashley. Yeah, like, you know, someone there. Because I know he was, uh, when I was talking to him, uh, I said, well, who are some of your favorites on, uh, on the Ontario indie scene? And he talked about Ethan, and he talked about Brent Banks, and he talked about uh, Ashley Six. Maybe that's why I'm thinking it was Superkicked, because maybe... Yeah. Maybe I think it was Ashley Six. Anyway, yeah. regardless. Well, as, we're
1: plugging them. That shows tonight, everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, this well, is probably
0: isn't yeah, no live. This, no, this isn't live, and no one's going to hear it. Yeah, because then it people. Was,
1: it was when we were talking. Yeah,
0: people live heard that my son's bed got delivered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of the, the the contrast to what you were saying. Like, you know, I got so much involved with wrestling that it's hard to go to that side. And K Trevor Wilson was talking about how well I got so much on this side I can't, you know, I can't scoot over to the wrestling.
1: Yep. But maybe someday. Yeah.
0: Um but big guy. Very big, very, very, very big man. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh Kobe, uh, thank you so much for joining me and, uh, oh, not and, a problem. and chatting away with me and um, for accommodating me, because you did uh, you did let me kind of move it for an hour so that I can go fix a leak somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully you have a pretty good day.
0: Well, I hope so, too. So thank you very much. <laughs> uh, good luck with, uh, with all your bookings, and I believe the next time I see you is March 10th. Sounds good. All right. I'll see you then, my, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Bye now. So yes, I'm still eating my breakfast. And in case you're wondering how that's possible after I just talked to Kobe Durst for 40 minutes, because I talked to Kobe like a week a week or two ago, so I just dropped the interview, obviously, into the uh, into the audio program. So you might be wondering, well, Matt, why don't you just finish your breakfast? Because I'm dumb and I find this funny. Anyway, thank you so much for, uh, for Kobe Durst for doing the show. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, next week's show... Excuse me while I swallow. Um, next week's show, um, I already know who it is. They've already said that they love the interview. I love the interview. But I do want to say that next week is going to take on uh, a bit of a different theme, let's say. And moving forward, it is the theme that uh, that we're going to, to use. It's the lane that I'm choosing to drive in. And um, it's just going to be a little bit different. And, uh, you know, huge thank you to Kobe Durst. Huge thank you to Matthew Grant. But uh, starting next week, we're just going to take a wee bit of a different theme, a little bit of a different tone, and um, I think everybody's going to enjoy it. So until then, take care and see you next week.